This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. God wants to break through in your life. And God wants to accelerate in your life. He wants to accelerate things in our our families, in our finances, in our physical bodies, in your dreams, in your destiny, in the vision that God has for your life. But he said, Trey, breakthrough, accelerate, but our part is not to back down. So if you're taking notes or type it in your phone, I want you to write down those words, breakthrough, say breakthrough, acceleration, don't back down. Breakthrough, acceleration, don't back down. Our job is not to back down. I want to encourage you, don't you back down mentally. Don't you back down spiritually. Don't you back down saying what God says about your life. Don't you back down in your prayer life. Don't you back down in your giving. Don't you back down in your worship. Don't you back down in your praise. Don't you back down doing what you know to do. Don't back down. As a born-again child of God, it is in our DNA not to quit. It is in our DNA not to back down. Micah 7 verse 8 says, enemy, don't you laugh over me because whenever I fall, I will arise. I will arise. That needs to be an anthem. It's natural for you and I to get back up when life has knocked us back down. Some of us, you, you, maybe you feel like because of this problem or that problem or this problem or that problem, it's just held you back and held you back and you've been restricted and you've had this obstacle and that obstacle and this problem and this report from the doctor and this from the economy and this issue in the relationship and this issue with the job. You know, not too long ago, I was watching the kids. They were outside Hayes and our youngest daughter, Chloe, had these bow and arrows. And so they're outside and they're, you know, if they don't pull it back whenever they was littler than they are now, they didn't have enough strength, so they'd barely pull it back and it would, bloop, you know, the arrow would just go. <laughs> but now they're getting a little bit stronger. They're able to pull it back. And the more they're pulled back and they release it, the farther the arrow goes. Some of you, you feel like the enemy has pulled you back and pulled you back and pulled you back and pulled you back. But you know, whenever you declare Jesus as your Lord and you transfer your trust that God, God, you take a hold of the bow. God, you take a hold of the situation. When God takes a hold of it and releases you, whoo, the enemy might have held you back with a lot of tension, but when God releases you, he's going to accelerate you into your destiny. He's going to accelerate you into doing what you're called and created to do. He's wanting us to know him as the God of the breakthrough. He's wanting to accelerate some things in our life, but he's not wanting you and I to back down. Our role is to not back down. Our role is to keep showing up. Our role is to continue, continue showing up, continue doing God's word, continue thinking on God's promises, continue saying God's word, continue believing God's word. There is power in continuing. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, Jesus said, if you will continue in my word, you're one of my disciples. Continuing in the word is not continuing to be religious. Religion will get your tail kicked. Continuing is, God, I want to truly know you. I'm going to hear the word. I'm going to do the word. When I see it in there, I'm going to do it. I'm not just a church player. I'm not just a church goer. I'm a word doer. 
And it says when you continue, you're going to know the truth, and the truth is going to make you free. The truth is going to set you free. The truth is going to keep you free. So we're either continuing or we're quitting. Definition of quit is not continuing. Continue. Even whenever we don't feel like it, continue. Even tears running down our face, continue. Even when life is hard, continue. Even when we don't understand, continue. Even when it doesn't make sense, continue. Even when we don't feel in love with our spouse, continue. Even when we don't feel like we're saved, continue. Even when we don't feel like worshiping, continue. Even when we don't feel like giving, continue. Even when we don't feel like showing up, Keep 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 showing up. There is victory in the people who will not quit. Vince Lombardi said, winners never quit, but quitters never win. Say, I'm not a quitter. Breakthrough, say it. Breakthrough, accelerate, don't back down. Don't you back down. Say it, don't you back down. Look at your neighbors, say, don't you back down. Look at your other neighbors, say, don't you back down. Now to yourself, I'm not going to back down. First Chronicles 14, if you would turn over there. Breakthrough, accelerate, and don't back down. First Chronicles 14, verses 8 through 12. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. And it says, And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all of Israel, they all went up to seek David. And he heard of it, and he went out before them. And now the Philistines had come and made a raid in the valley of Rephim. And David asked God, Shall I go up against the Philistines, and will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said, Go up, I will deliver them into your hand. So Israel came up to Baal-perizim, and David smote the Philistines there. Then David said, God has broken my enemies by my hand like the bursting forth of waters. Therefore they called the name of that place Baal-perizim, Lord of the breaking through. The Philistines left their gods there, and David commanded, and they were burned. So you see right here... David was anointed king, and the Bible says that all the Philistines went up against David. Have you ever felt like, see, the Philistines represent the devil. The Philistine represents the enemy. Have you ever felt like all of the enemy has showed up at your house? All of the enemy has showed up at your finances, your physical body, all of the enemy, and you're saying, uh -huh, and I'm sitting right by him. Just, just look straight ahead. <laughs> nah, just kidding. You know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But sometimes we got to remind ourselves of that, don't we? But he says, all of the Philistines came out against David. And David did a very wise thing. He asked God for help. You know, it's wisdom to ask God for help. Years ago, this, this just kept coming to my heart. And the Lord's saying, Trey, I need you to amp it up. I said, amp it up. And I just saw these big letters, a amp, A-M-P, ask me Please. He says, I need you to amp it up. James tells us we have not because we ask not. 
Amp it up. Ask me, please. Church, I'm encouraging you. Let's amp it up today in the name of Jesus. Let's ask him for big things. He's saying, ask me, please. Those who ask, receive. Those who seek, find. Those who knock, the door will be open. Let's amp it up. Let's amp it up to reach this community. Let's amp it up to go beyond where we're at right now. Ask me, please. How big are you asking? How big are you thinking? Ephesians 3.20 says, our God, he wants to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask, think, hope, dream, or desire. Ask me, please. Ask. Here you have David. He's becoming the next king of Israel. The Philistines come out to stop him. He asks God, God, do you want me to, to go forward? He says, go forward. I will help you. And it says that God showed up in such a powerful way. David says that, God, you broke my enemies by my hand like the bursting forth of waters. In other words, he's saying, God, your power showed up in such a way it was like a flood. You know what it's like, a flood around here. You've seen floods before. I mean, think about the power of flooding water. What begins to happen? It changes the way the landscape looks, right? It changes things that are in its path. Whatever is in its path, there's going to be change whenever the flood is released. And David said, God, I position myself in such a way. And, and now, now, now think about this. If we were to draw a line from your heart where your, truly, your confidence is, where would we find it? I, I believe on David, when you track his confidence and you track his relationship with God, if there was a rope tied from his heart, it would be attached directly to God. And that's why he could say, God, I'm confident in you. In Psalm 62, verse 5, he says, God, my expectation comes from you. Proverbs 23 says, and my expectation will not be cut off. God meets us at our level of expectation. If we continue to expect good, we continue to expect to overcome, we expect the power of God, we expect the healing of God, we expect to hear the voice of God, we expect God to show up, we expect God to break through not only for David, but for us, God meets us at our level of expectation. What are you expecting in life? What are you expecting tomorrow morning when you go into your workplace? What are you expecting as business owners? What are you expecting in your family? What are you expecting in your physical body? What are you expecting? Expect God of the breakthrough to show up in your life. And David said, God, you broke through. It was like the bursting forth of a flood. Your power was so strong, nothing in its way could stop the breakthrough. See, breakthrough means whatever obstacle or restriction is in your way, he's going to remove it. But he's going to need you and I to work with him for him to work in us and through us to change the atmosphere around us. God wants to break through, but who is he going to break through in us first before he breaks through with us? God wants our cooperation. God wants to take us to the next level. God wants to accelerate things, but he needs our cooperation. And David said, there was a place, God, you showed up in such a way, I'm going to name that place the God of the breaking through. I'm going to name that place, God, I saw you in a new way. See, you, you hear the language of David all throughout the Psalms and where at one place, God, he, he recognized God as the fortress. He recognized God as high tower. He recognized God as uh, deliverer. He recognized God as provider. He recognized God. See, all of us have had a that place, a that place where we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, a that place where we knew God as healer. It's no longer just Pastor Randy's healer. 
He became my healer. At that place, God became my provider. At that place, God became my restoration. At that place, God became something to me that at one time I only heard about. But in order for him to become, I've got to hear it first. In order to experience something, I've got to hear at a different level, believe at a different level, talk at a different level. I've got to see at a different level. And David is saying, God, you showed up and you broke forth that day and I'm going to name this place. So every time I come back by this place, I'm going to remember God is the God of breakthrough. God is the God of breakthrough. I want to encourage you. God wants to have that place in your life where he becomes the God of the breaking through for you. He wants to break through in your family, your finances, your physical body. He wants to break through. Say breakthrough. Breakthrough. He wants us to get to the point where, where we know him as the God of the breakthrough. Exodus 18 verse 11. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, says, Now I know that God is greater than all the other gods. Now I know. Those are strong words. Now I know. Philippians chapter 1, verse 19 and 20, the apostle Paul says, Now I know that this is going to turn out for my deliverance through prayer and the supply of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation. He says, I know some things because I'm going to continue to pray and I'm going to continue to receive the spirit of Jesus Christ. I'm going to continue to receive your help. I'm going to continue to stay in the game. I'm going to continue to show up when I don't feel like showing up. You know, one thing we quote all the time, Philippians 4, 19, my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that is truth. But back it up. Paul says, one thing I've learned that when things are good and things are not good, God, you can count on me. Whenever things seem like everything's going good and all hell is broke loose, God, you can count on me. Paul was a man that he says, you know what? I'm not going to box some shadows. There's no quitting me. When I do something, it's going to be on purpose. I'm going to fight the good fight. I'm going to run my race. There's no backing off in me. Breakthrough acceleration. I will not back down. He says, I'm going to continue. Because I continue, now I know. Now I know some things. I know God is going to watch over his word. Why? Because I continue. I know that God is going to show up as my healer. Why? Because I continue to come towards him. I know that God's going to give me wisdom. How can I know? How can I be certain? Because I continue. God wants us to know. Know. That he's the God of the breakthrough. See, God is wanting to turn some things around. He's wanting us to feed our faith to the point till we know him as the God of the breaking through. God is no respecter of person. He did it for David, he'll do it for me. He did it for Moses, he'll do it for me. I know Heather and I, we were going to Australia a couple years ago and and we couldn't get through the borders because of some stuff, you know, just in the past and and all this paperwork. And so here we are at the borders and they're not going to let her in. And, and so we're sitting there and I'm asking, okay, God, what, what are you wanting us to say? Because see, God needs the words coming out of your mouth in order for him to watch over his word to perform it. And he he started reminding me, Trey, I want you to say the same way I was with Moses, I'm with you. The same way I was with David, I'm with you. The same way I was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm with you. The same way, and within minutes, they come out and they say, we don't know why we're doing this, but you've got 12 days to get in and do whatever and then get out of the country. God is no respecter of person. But God, see, God is wanting to turn some things around here today. You look at Mark chapter 5, you see the woman with the issue of blood. For 12 years, she had had this issue of blood, and God turned it around. 
You see in Luke chapter 13, the woman had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years and God turned it around. Jesus said, it is not right that Satan has this woman bound. It's time for this woman to be loose. You know the number 18 this year, theme for this church is new beginnings. You know the number 18 means new beginning. It means fresh start. It means freedom from bondages. God is wanting to turn some things around. Wanting to turn some things around in my life. Say in my life. See, he wants to break through, and then he wants to accelerate. He wants to accelerate. Go with me to 1 Kings chapter 18. Say breakthrough and accelerate. And no back down. Say no back down. 1 Kings chapter 18, 19. I won't go into all this uh, for this time's sake here, but you can read it in your own time. Prophet Elijah, he whoops 450 false prophets. Jezebel says, okay, the same thing you did to them, I'm going to do to you. He freaks out. Oh, he takes off running. Verse 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree, and he prayed that he may die and said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I'm no better than my father's. Pause for a moment. It is enough. Have you ever got to the point in your life where you felt like it is enough? It, it, it is enough, man. It's one attack right after the other, and, and it's just like it's enough. When is uh, enough is enough? When, when is this going to happen? This is where he's at, and he goes on in verse 5. And as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake bake of on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. Verse 8, so he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Notice this. He said, It is enough. And he falls asleep. The angel wakes him up and he says, I need you to eat of the cake and I need you to drink of the water. So he eats and he drinks and he falls back asleep. And the angel wakes him up a second time and he says, the journey is too big for you. The journey is too long for you. So I need you to eat what I'm setting before you so you can run in the strength of this food. Notice eating and drinking. Say eating and drinking. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus said, Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38, Jesus says, Any person who is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. So every time you open the word, every time you come into the house of God, he wants us eating and drinking. God is wanting to accelerate, and he went on the strength of that food and drink for 40 days. He accelerated supernaturally. See, what we eat and what we drink, God is wanting us to eat the promises of God, and he's wanting the Spirit of God to reveal the word of God to us. He is the teacher of truth. He is the spirit of life. He wants us to drink of the word, eat of the word, and drink of the spirit so he can accelerate us into our destiny. Us knowing the will of God is always connected to the word of God. So if I'm wanting to know what is God's will, let's say I'm needing wisdom, or let's say it's physical symptoms, then get the Word of God, start eating the Word of God on healing, start eating the Word of God on wisdom, and drink of the Spirit. Spend time in the presence of God. Spend time of worshiping God over the promise. Spend time praising God like you've never praised God before. Remember, you're not backing down. Just because it's hard, you're not backing down. Instead of backing down, let's turn it up. 
because God wants to take us further faster, but it's what we eat and what we drink that puts fuel in the tank for him to move his super on our natural. So what I eat and what I drink positions me for supernatural acceleration. The word acceleration means to speed it up. Years ago, the Lord says, Trey, I'll, I'll never bypass the process. But if you'll stay in the process, I will speed it up. See, our God not only wants to break through, but he wants to accelerate what we're called and created to do. He wants to accelerate things in our life, things that you've been believing, God, that's taken 20 years, 30 years in the past. He wants to accelerate it. Go with me to John chapter 2. I'm not going to keep you much longer. Say breakthrough, acceleration, no back down. In John chapter 2, you know this story here. This is the the story of the wedding feast, Jesus' first miracle in verse 5. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says, you do it now up to this. The mother said, okay, they're out of wine. Jesus says, you know, it's not my time yet. Verse 5, the mother says to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Say, do it. Verse 6, now were set there six water pot stones, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Verse 7, and Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. Notice this, Jesus said, say, Jesus said... And then it says, and they filled them up to the brim. And in verse 8, and he said to them, say, he said, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. Notice Part of the the, the process, because see, our action is our seed. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but faith is not just hearing, faith is also doing. So the indicator that I truly believe God's word is that I'm going to do God's word. James, the half-brother of Jesus, in James 2.20, James 2.17 says, My faith... Without actions, it's dead. It's inoperative. It's not alive. It's not going to accomplish what you want it to accomplish. Just because you know it up here, we got to get it from our head to our heart to our feet where we're moving on it. So Jesus said, and they did. He said, and they did. What happened? Acceleration. You take the time of the plowing of the ground to the planting of the seed to growing the vine to producing the grape. The minimum is three to four years to produce the grape and to produce the wine. That's average. If you want it to be a little bit better, it's going to be a five to seven year process. If you want it to be even better, it's going to be a 20 year process. But he said and they did. And you take a 20 year process accelerated to right now. God is wanting to take the things in the past that have taken you 10 years, he wants to bring acceleration. The things that have taken 20 years, he wants to bring acceleration. The things that have taken 10 years, whatever it is, he wants to bring acceleration. But he says, and we do. What's the last thing he told you to do, and are you doing it? God wants to break through. God wants to accelerate. But you and I, he says, don't you back down. Don't you back down hearing, and don't you back down doing. Don't you back down hearing, don't you back down saying. Don't you back down hearing, don't you back down praising. Don't you back down hearing. See, in order to live on a different level, we've got to hear on a different level. That's why just not every church is the same. That's why it's not okay for you just to go to any church. It's important for you to pray, 
to hear God, to get where it pleases God to place you in the body of Christ, but get where you're going to be stretched. Get where they're going to talk on a higher level, think on a different level, believe on a different level, believe God for big things. You don't want to go into some little fishbowl and then tell you, swim, baby, swim, and you're just in this little fishbowl. I'm trying, but I can't go anywhere, and you keep hitting yourself up against the bowl. Or they tell you, soar, baby, soar, but I forgot to tell you, you're in a birdcage. <laughs> oh, I know Pastor Randy, he took away the birdcages. He took away the fishbowl. And in this environment, the, the, the presence of God, the Word of God, this is an environment for, yeah, you might be a little fish, but you're designed to grow big. You're designed to fly. You're designed to soar. But it comes with him saying and us doing. Him saying and us doing. He wants to break through. He wants acceleration. But our job is don't you back down. Don't you back down. Don't you back down in your forgiveness. Don't you back down in showing mercy. Don't you back down in worship. Don't you back down in praise. Don't you back down. Say no back down. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. It says, uh, if we don't faint... We will reap. If. If is a conditional word. He says harvest is coming. Reaping is coming. If. Say if. if. We don't faint. Amos chapter 9 verse 13. And we're going to close right here. God wants to break through. wants to accelerate. And our job is not to back down. Do you have that up on the monitor here? Amos chapter 9 verse 13. If not, I'll just read it right here. I might not, have, might not have given you that, but you're all right. Thank you for... Did, can you give them a hand clap, our, our, our helps ministry? Listen to this. Amos 9.13, it says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. I'll read it again. Behold, the days are coming, not might, are, are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper. In other words, the guy just gets out into the field and starts to plow, and the process has already come to pass, and now it's time to reap. And he goes on to say that the treader of grapes, him who sows, the person who goes to sow, he sows the seed, and they're already treading the grapes. What's he saying? They're coming a time if you'll stay in the process, but see, this guy at least had to be in the field. He had to at least be plowing. He had to at least be sowing. He had to at least be wedded, uh, willing to tread the grapes. Every time I read that scripture, you remember I Love Lucy? Yeah. You remember the episode where she's in the grape, you know, she's squashing the grapes? I knew she was biblical. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know if she is or not, but that's what I... You think of the process. <laughs> Some of you go, well, I'm hungry for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich now. Anyway. So, so notice what he's saying right here. He's saying you've at least got to be in the field. You've at least got to show up. You've at least got to be in the game. You've at least got to be willing to go to the field that God has called you to. You've at least got to be willing to sow the seed that God's called you to sow. You've at least got to be willing to, even if you don't see it right now and you don't see it tomorrow, I don't care tomorrow, I'm going to show up again. I'm going to continue. And I might not see it tomorrow, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep believing God. I'm going to stay in the process and acceleration's coming. The God of the breakthrough, I'm going to know him just like I know him as Savior. I'm going to know him just like I know him as healer. I'm going to know him just like I know him as deliverer. I'm going to continue to plow. I'm going to continue to sow. 
sow. I'm going to continue to water. I'm going to continue to reap. I'm going to continue to tread the grapes. And there's coming a time we stay in the process. He said the days are coming for acceleration. Will you stand to your feet? Say breakthrough. Acceleration. No back down. Breakthrough. Acceleration. No back down.